0: This latest headline reads, Missing Teen Found Safe with Doomsday Mom, Uncle, and Sister. People have been following this story really closely. This is the latest update that we have. Published this morning from uh, East Idaho News, Nate Eaton. Really reminiscent of this end of times, visions of glory, kids are zombies. We need to murder them visions of murder type of Mormonism that is so prevalent and interconnected right now. So thankfully though, uh, the 16 year old boy blaze was found at the port of entry along the Eastern Alaska border. Uh, this is uh, according to announcement from the Gilbert, Arizona police department and the FBI Phoenix field office. He was with his doomsday mother, Spring Tribadou, and his uncle, Brooke Hale. And if you're making the connection... Or you haven't yet, I will do it for you. Yes, somebody out there named their children, boy and girl, Spring and Brooke. Spring then had offspring. The offspring were called Blaze and Abby. So, But Spring, Brooke, and Abby all believe that the second coming of Jesus Christ is imminent, coming any day down. The Blaze is coming. We named our son Blaze. And now we're making sure that that's what Jesus will do to the planet through our son. I don't know. This one will play a pivotal role in the last days when Jesus comes and lights the whole world on fire, who doesn't know his love. Like we do blaze blaze is actually a very Christian biblical, uh, revelations name. If you think about it, it fits. It really does. But blazes dad. He's not with this. He's like, where's my son? But the stories from the family, like the on-camera interviews that East Idaho News has on their YouTube channel, I want to play a little bit of them, uh, just how absolutely shocked and horrified that their worst nightmares had come true. Start from the top and t- tell me what you can.
1: Monday afternoon at about 4.45 p.m., uh, local time in Arizona. I received a phone call from my son-in-law, and I answered the phone call, and he said, Ben, our worst nightmares have come true. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, they've left. They're gone. And I said, who's left? Who's gone? He said, Abby, um, Blaze, and Spring. Uh, Abby is his wife. Spring is my wife, and Blaze is my child, who's 16, left to go to... Boise, Idaho, on a flight from Phoenix Sky Harbor, direct to Boise, and that Brooke Hale, who is my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, was waiting there to pick them up.
0: So crazy. So sad. So the son-in-law, Brayden, in in this other interview, and, and they discuss in this one as well, So he discovers this suspicious activity going on in their apartment. They're packing up their winter gear and luggage. They're saying that they're going to take Blaze, the 16-year-old, and his wife, Abby, who's 24, that they're going to be going to Boise, Idaho. And he's like, defuh in uh, this Mormon doomsday scenario. They believe that Blaze, the 16-year-old, has this Davidic servant role in the second coming of Jesus Christ, and it's time for them to take him away from his home and tell him about this divine role that he's supposed to play. Can you imagine what is going on in this kid's head, okay? So the husband's like, this is my worst nightmare. He already explains how he was worried about his wife spring for many years because she was following this other type of doomsday Mormon prepper named Julie Rowe. And he brought up his concerns to the bishop and she's like, okay, I'll knock it off stopped following Julie Rowe specifically, but there's a lot of other people on this island of broken toys who can still be picked up and played with. So Julie Rowe is this Mormon woman who used to be able to speak in, you know, your normal Mormon meeting houses until the church kind of shut that down because she was getting a little bit too cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And, She has all kinds of revelations and prophecies that don't come true. And Julie Rowe started growing this following though, in the Mormon community, uh, it makes sense that the Bishop was like, distance yourself from her. She was Julie Rowe was excommunicated, but that's the much softer message as opposed to the church finding some other very public way. I don't know, like twice a year, you hold a general conference where you talk about the church and what things to avoid. And the last one was about not listening to... People are taking advice or counsel from people who don't believe that's even more dangerous. It should be like, hey, even the people who believe the same things in our church, some of them turn out to aid and abed murderers. Oh, watch out for them. Blaze does not even fall in alignment with any of their beliefs. So if he is unsupportive of this, they might have the worst drastic measures taken to take him out. They take out all of their money. They liquidate all of their money and leave without telling anybody all of their assets.
1: Uh, I raced home. Um, I met my son-in-law, Braden at my house to get more details. He said that his wife, Abby, um, had asked him to come home early for lunch because she was not feeling well and needed to go to the doctor. So he came home at about 1030 a.m., he had noticed the ring doorbell from their, on their apartment had been taken off, and he thought that was strange. So he knocked on the door, and Abby let him in, and she was in the process of packing uh, luggage.
0: So thankfully, though, Blaze was found safe, uh, partially due to his dad, who had to issue like a petition for custody because he's not on board with what his wife is doing. And thankfully the judge granted that to them. Spring and Brooke were charged in Arizona on Friday, which to me right now would be yesterday with felony conspiracy to commit custodial interference and felony custodial interference. But with four felony charges coming out against spring and Brooke, uh, I think that this is going to have like a long-term in-depth discussion and understanding their motives. And after this son and, and dad are reunited, and then there's also been other families that this has happened to in just the last couple of weeks that I don't have time to talk about today. So there is clearly something going on with the doomsdayers daying right now. A lot of this, is, as well as linked to this website, Avow, which talks a lot about these visions and dreams and discussions about the second coming. That kind of was this sporadic call to action that a lot of doomsday Mormons are uh, taking heed to. So whether the church needs to disavow a vow, and what will happen to Blaze and Abby and Spring's offspring if she was actually trying to off Blaze. That'll all probably be revealed in the months to come. It's just crazy that this is also happening right now because there is just this Visions of Glory, Doomsday Mormon Prepper movement that has been implicated in so many crimes just in this past year with the kind of Mormon instruction around Jody Hildebrandt and Eight Passengers and uh, Tim Ballard and OUR and sexually abusing all of these women, the Vallow Daybell case. I feel like the tension in Utah, I feel like the tension with Mormons right now is like the Mormon church needs to say, like, if you own a copy of this book, we will trade you, if you turn it in, like a type of buyback program, like Exchange Exchangeroo, where if you bring us the Visions of Glory book, we'll give you 17 guns. We'd rather have our fingerprints on just one type of murder weapon. I think the Mormon Church really needs to get to the bottom of how many of their members believe in this type of religious fanaticism. And then while they're busy doing that, the rest of us can take a stand back and look at All of these interlocking cases and what they all say about the Mormon church, what it says about the type of incubator the church creates to facilitate this type of religious fanaticism that they benefit from upholding to a certain extent, that them as a church with a history and a doctrine provide a type of buffet where people who are really hungry for what they are cooking over there at Chuckarama. But not other things on the buffet line, like the staples of salad and bread, like be like Jesus Christ, stay on that side of the salad bar. But then you have these other schisms of Mormons who are, they, they wanted to pay entry into the buffet, but they blast right past that salad bar of Christ. And they're straight for the dessert bar, filling up on plate after plate, going back and forth of Jell-O. But there are some people within the Mormon church right now who think that just because they're in the LDS church, or in this case, a Rama that they can't be told what to do. We get to go anywhere. You said that we get personal revelation. What's the difference between a buffet and personal revelation anyway, if you want to go fill up on nothing but Jell-O, aka doomsday apocalyptic beliefs, you technically can do that at Chuckarama slash Mormonism, and that is the problem. But yeah, what a crazy story. What is happening? If you have any other comments or questions or things that you'd like to add, please do so in the comment section. Something is going on right now in Mormonism. I want to keep following this because it ties into everything. So I'd love to keep being able to put out this content and talking about it, but hold my hand. I've got to just like give you a real quick pitch on my patreon.com slash So. All the links are in the description, but better yet, Patreon is actually free, mine at least, for the next like two weeks to join, and then you can get access to everything over there. So five bucks a month, because there's nothing like just small donations that all add up. So sub to my Patreon right now, cost nothing to sub to that right now, or my channel for that matter. Reoccurring donations, donor box Patreon, that's really what your girl is up to right now. So let me know what you think about this story. We have one single quote from Elder Oaks, the leadership of the Mormon church, saying that, by the way, Utah is the fraud capital of the world, so that's an important thing to know. All across the board, Mormons have to reconcile that they are very susceptible, very, very susceptible, think about that, to fraudsters, con men, somebody giving you a special deal is really what this all comes down to. It's a special deal that I don't give this, I don't give this information to everybody, but you actually seem really special. You're definitely want to going to want to sign up with my, uh, energy drink company slash in other venues. That is a metaphor for doomsday cults. It's a scary susceptibility to fraud problem is a scary problem with lack of critical thinking skills. We don't really want to tell our members though. But if our members get critical thinking skills, they won't want to play with us anymore. My friend Bobby, his followers got critical thinking skills, and now he only sees them every other weekend. It's okay, Mormon Church. Your followers will still like you, even if they have critical thinking skills. It's about what's on the inside that counts. And that does it for one of my many episodes slash documentary pieces slash other amazing things that will be coming out um, from this channel and the Mormon History Hoedown. That's all I got for you today. Love you so much.